Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 7.30 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds <laughs> argue with each other. <laughs> Alright, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs> You're listening to the Never Heard of It podcast. A Night Shift Radio original. Every week we bring you the good, the bad, the weird, and lesser known streaming movies. Hit subscribe for new episodes every Thursday and Sunday. So we're back again for episode two. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is pretty exciting. Yeah. And uh, we have Mr. Todd Panic, Captain America himself over here. Welcome back. Yes, okay. yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, warning, no actual Captain America is featured here today. All right, good. We got, the, got the disclaimer out of the way. Got, got that out of the way. They, it reminds me of that uh, scene in Men in Black and be like, boy, Captain America over here. They yeah, can't prove. Right. They can't prove you're not. That's right. That's, that's, right. that's, the, that's right. the great thing about being Captain America is no one can prove you aren't. I continue to hold out hope that we will perfect the super, super soldier serum. It's not just steroids. <laughs> and uh, there you go. So. <laughs> and I, we can go back in time for about 30 years ago as a, you know so as a young 21 year old man uh, right yeah i'd be ready to serve my country again so <laughs> yeah i mean so todd you're you're exactly 10 years older than caleb and i mm-hmm. and uh at, so what age would you take the super soldier serum like if if yeah. you had to choose like if it was like okay we could take you to any point in your life. What year, what age do you want to take the serum? Uh, I think 30 years ago, 21. I think that's perfect. Yeah. You know, I, okay. I think that uh, as, you know, the smallest kid in the class who was often bullied, I think you learn empathy for the suffering of others. And I think um, I think Steve Rogers would still have been a good person despite the fact that he was the, you know, 40-pound weakling. But uh, <laughs> that didn't hurt. So, you know, I got that. I'd probably hang on to that. And then, you know. There you go, twenty-one. Bam, 21? Cap- Captain right. Todd. Yeah, Caleb. What do you think? What what uh, what age would you have taken it at? I mean, assuming that it will like work its wonders and do some repair and shoring up of the the various pieces of me, I'd fa- I'd take that shit right now. Like, <laughs> you take it right now? I'm, okay. I'm pretty comfortable with where I am in my life at this point, but if it meant like feeling real good and extending that for a while, yeah, I'd do that right now. You do it right now. I think I would do 30. 30 okay. was like a decent, like I, I was like physically like feeling really good. Like, like everything was about where like I really felt like I didn't look so much like a kid as much because like I looked like a kid for a very long time. <laughs> you know, I always looked super young, like even up to only like two years ago, people were like, you're 38. Oh my God. You know, like now I'm 40, but like then people were like, oh my God, I thought you were like 25. You know, now that I'm 40, I kind of look a little closer to 40. So I would probably go to like 30 where I still looked young. I was like still, you know, in good health. 
But like, if I took it at 30, like I, I'd take an additional 70, 80 years on top of that. And that's the thing is like, I have never been mistaken for young. I've never looked young. I, I told you the story plenty of times about the, uh, yeah. the carny who thought I was 40 when I was like 27 or so. Well, the big, the, my big question, Caleb, when did the, when did you get the gray hair? Cause I feel like that's a really, you know, 14. kind of defining look. You're kidding. It, really? it started at 14. No kidding. It has been as long. I have known Caleb for almost 20 years now. His hair has been gray the entire time I've known him. Well, mm-hmm. there you go. I and have. also to be clear, I, I would not turn down the super soldier serum now. I want to make that clear. Right, right. 20, like, anytime 21 through now. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's the thing is like, I don't think that I was uh, mentally mature enough or emotionally mature enough at, in like any point before now in my life. Let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> I also feel like. You know, right now, like I am objectively on the the downward slope of my my physical physical peak, uh, and so like to be able to like pick myself back up, yeah, that's that's what I'm talking about. But yeah, I mean, oh, I had yeah. I had full beard in in high school. I started going gray at 14. Like I have been showing the physical signs of aging for uh, a very very long time, and like as much as I've learned to embrace it, I wouldn't mind putting you know. Putting the pause on for a little while. <laughs> How long have you been 40? A while. A while. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, 40's a good age. Honestly, like I'm, I am age. perfectly comfortable with where I am. Uh, uh, it's just where I'm going that I'm afraid of. <laughs> well, if it's, any, if it's any consolation for you, uh, certainly growing up 51 seemed like that would be old. I don't feel old other than... The creaks and cracks, uh, you know, sure. as I move around, yeah. other than those kind of mechanical things. Um, so, you know, I think there's 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 hope for you. So be optimistic about your next 10 years. I'd like to be able to drink a beer again. Speaking of which, what are we drinking? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, was, I wasn't going to feature it. Uh, I had one left of the Tropicoastal from last nice. week, which is delicious. So uh, yeah. th- that's what I'm, I'm finishing that one up. Love it. That's nice. <laughs> I, see, but the other thing about the super soldier serum to bring it back is you do always have the fear of ending up like uh, Emil Blonsky. Emil Blonsky? Did yeah. I say that yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. I, in my head, I was like, yeah, that's totally his name. And then as I was about to say it, I was like, nope, that's a made up <laughs> yeah, name. Yeah, right. Like, that's, that's not That's the not right a thing. Name. That's not a thing. Yeah. Uh, what a pleasant surprise. I, could, should we jump right into it? I feel like you Let's gave us it. a perfect right segue. Yeah, we got there. <laughs> what a pleasant surprise. It literally is the. We had that shot outside the prison. One, mm-hmm. I loved that they're building the infrastructure of, okay, how do we deal with metahumans or you know, superhumans? Um, yep. They're going in, and I'm like, please, got t- please let us get Tim Roth. Please let us mm. get Tim Roth. And voila, we got Tim Roth, right? Yeah, and he just name drops, I mean, sort of subtly name drops Thunderbolts, right? The seven souls, his seven soulmates that so, want to buy a property with them. Oh, isn't that Thunderbolts? Next, maybe. <laughs> I definitely had a note for that because he mentioned it twice, and that felt like yeah. a very specific reference. Once, once I could do it as a throwaway joke, like my seven soulmates who I've connected with in prison. Okay, those right. are the, the lovelorn, you know, pen pals. Sure. But the yeah. second time, I'm like, that's specific. That means something. I didn't think Thunderbolts. I mean, he was very like seven soulmates I met in prison. I think you're right. My first thought was, is this a segue to the larger Hulk verse, like oh. leader and Doc Sampson, like all the gamma okay. affected people? But I think I think your theory is actually better, and we know Thunderbolts. Well, we are know coming. Thunderbolts is good. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, it's already pretty much set up. So I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we see uh, Madam Hydra pop into the show at some point to stop. I mean, I mean, you know, Abomination's sure. he's going to get out. 
he's going to cause trouble again. I mean, we, at the end of the first episode, he already, you know, so I guess we got our timeline, right? We, yeah. So the end of episode two takes place in the middle of Shang-Chi. Shang yeah. So it's, so Shang-Chi is happening okay. right now. So that, that clears it up for me. Cause when that like ending sequence that we haven't addressed yet uh, happens, yeah. I was like, wait, when, when is this? <laughs> wait, yeah. so when, when does this yeah. happen? <laughs> So I guess let's rewind to the beginning of, of the, the episode. So the very <laughs> so the very first thing that happens is uh, you know it's the, all over the news that you know She Hulk stops Titania, which I think is really interesting. You know, obviously we'll get more Titania, but now we're having superhero influencers, superpowered influencers. Yeah, I love it. that was awesome. Yeah, and, yeah. And her costume looks really nothing like the original Titania from yeah. the original Secret Wars, but that's okay. I love Jim. Uh, Jamel, Jamila Jamil. And Jamila Jamil. Love yeah. her. So I don't care. You know, as long as that's all we didn't get of her. You know, I, I, a little bit low key nervous about that. I love so much that they've we've reached a point in the fourteen years, almost fifteen years almost that this has been years. going yeah. on, where they have figured out to just casually have superpowered people exist. Period. Like, we don't need a big introduction. We don't need a whole backstory just to find out who this villain is and why they smashed through the wall of a court. Just like, boom, superpowered person, making trouble, deal with it. And, like, these people just exist now. Uh, Like, it brings me back to another question I had. I don't remember from the comics, is damage control an invention of the MCU or were they present in the comics somewhere? Oh, I oh, see, I don't. I thought don't, I heard that they were comic based, but they were not Spider Man. They were um, some other Spider Verse character thing. But I, I'm not entirely sure because I mean, like, Shield and Damage Control are very a little too similar. So I'm not sure if this is like their well, and ah, like Shield doesn't exist. I know that there have been government agencies like Damage Control in the comics before, but I don't remember them specifically existing. And then suddenly when we have uh, Ms. Marvel discovering her powers and like so she's being pursued by Damage Control, like to me that yeah. felt like. Which is the same, that was the same agents as the ones in Spider-Man. Was, okay. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 you're, you're right. Third Spider-Man. Um, yeah. Um, any connection to the group that was investigating Wanda? Like, how far oh, back does this go? I don't know. So that was so Wanda was not. Dam- so first of all, Damage Control does go back to the comics. I'm okay. seeing an image of an actual title, Damage Control, ah. number one. And so I have a date here, but I'll before I tell you the date, I'll you can probably get a sense of when based on the cover price of the comic. <laughs> and it, it was a dollar. Oh shit! Goes back oh. to 1988. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say that's got to be that's, early 80s. Yeah. When we yeah, were growing up buying buying comics, I, that's yeah. And, and that's the era that I'm reading comics, and for some reason that just kind of slipped under my radar. I'm I'm kind of surprised at that. I feel like that must have been one of those things that was just kind of like in an obscure like side group that somebody tried for a while and then like it fell out of uh, out of the, like the public spotlight. But like, right. MC, like the like, sword comics or something. But yeah, and the, that effect, the yeah. writers of the MCU know exactly how to dig deep in the archives and find something that's going to work with this huge story. And like that, like that alone is like a testament to how good this writing is. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Just point of order back to your your comment about uh, Wanda. So that was not to damage control. That was Sword, which oh, was like a oh, follow-on right. agency after Shield, right? Sword and and Shield, then yeah. they ended up yeah. with there was another one beyond that that I I know exists and I don't have a lot of deep knowledge on, but 
Yeah, well, because that's what sword is the the space. It's a literal sword in space, right? And that's where I think that's their headquarters. Is, yeah, is assumed to be right now. Yep. Yeah, the real Nick Fury. <laughs> With the real Nick Fury. Please, please stand, stand up. up. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so first episode, you know, it's kind of the fallout of uh, Titania, which I love that um, in the news report at the very bottom, it says, you know, Titania deeply apologizes and said it was low blood sugar, extreme yeah. low blood sugar yeah. that caused her outburst, yeah. which I think is just hilarious. I, and I think that's a great illustration. I'm so happy that we've got so clearly the tone we got in episode one is going to be the tone of the series, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. and I am all here for that, you know, here for all that. Oh, it's, it's just amazing. Yeah. I, the writing on this show so far has just been absolute. Like, so I, I rewatched the episode again today and, you know, we'll get to the, to the joke, but the fourth wall break later when she's on the phone with Bruce, still the second time around, it was like an audible, like laugh out loud, like a full on laugh, yeah. not just like a, Ha, you know, like even though that's what she did, it was it's still funny. like a full on, like, oh my God, that is hilarious. Well, and Agreed. when she's walking, like doing the office tour for the first time as she gets this yeah. prestigious new job offer, uh, like that feels like a total power move because she's fourth wall breaking like the entire time talking like, to oh, us man. instead of listening to this important yeah. lawyer guy. Yeah. <laughs> so, what are your thoughts on that? I'm agnostic. Huh. I'll be thinking about that remark for the next year. Yeah, that was <laughs> I've been in that shoes before where I'm like off in my own world, and then they're like, yeah, right? And you're like, yes. That happens to me at yeah. least weekly. <laughs> yeah, you're like, what did I just say yes to? <laughs> you know, there, there was another moment, and you know, I think to your point, Caleb, about just expanding the universe, even if there are things that we don't use now, but we're, you know, we're built, we're saying it's there, and who knows if we come back to it. Did you like the little twist in the title logo? She gets fired. She's no longer attorney at law. The title logo was She-Hulk attorney for hire. Oh, I missed that. I didn't even That's see that. That's very good. Over. And then, of course, I immediately thought, Heroes for Hire? Because could oh, we... Oh, my you know, could we? Because, yes. again, the MCU has shown a willingness to say, yeah, look, that inspired this, but this is a new story. And we're... And yeah. I've been fine with how they've done that. So, um, yeah, I'm just, I, I'm, I don't know that I've been so excited about what a new series represents for the bigger world than all, probably all the way back to WandaVision, right? Like that, I, that oh. I feel like, oh my God, the possibilities are endless here. As much what it could be is yes. like what is actually in front of you. That's, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we know Daredevil's coming uh, in in Yellow. Yep. We know Yellow Suit Daredevil is coming in the series anytime in the next couple of episodes. Yep. You know, I mean, it's only it's only a handful of episodes. We're probably a quarter of the way through. <laughs> so, you know, we know that like that Heroes for Hire, all the characters are going to coincide. Could they, could we have a you know a, an MCU specific iteration of that group? Okay, great, great. I mean, who knows? Like, we don't like Defenders maybe because it fared so We're poorly on Netflix. Like, so we'll make, yeah, give me that lineup with as heroes for hire. Great. Yeah. I'm, I'm there. I'm watching yeah. it. All right. Great. I like, if someone doesn't try to make a comment to daredevil about the color of his suit changing and him make a smart ass remark because you know, <laughs> yeah. blind, yeah. Like, <laughs> I'll be so disappointed. My suit is yellow. Wait, it was red. It was what is, red. What is yellow? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I specifically said that I wanted green. Yeah. 
Deadpool. <laughs> that would yeah. be really funny. Yeah, so so we've got that, you know, and then of course, because it's a big to-do, her boss fires her. And there's that really interesting moment. It's yet another moment where she's looming over him as She-Hulk, and he's like, uh, could you turn to regular Jen? Because, you know, she's towering over him, which I have been seeing. It seems like there's a little bit of inconsistency with her height. Uh, mm. because like when she's walking around the office, she's not that much taller than her boss, but when we see her in the bar, uh, her new boss, when we see her in the bar, she is like towering, <laughs> yeah, like towering over him. And I'm sure maybe that's a high difference then, but it, it seemed a little too close to me. How yeah. much of that do you think is an inconsistency versus, versus like her, like consciously controlling how like, tall she is and situations like do you think that she's oh. capable of that given that we know that she can control the transformation like could could she go to 50 percent hulk yeah is it right. oh, she just kind of semi-hulk it's plausible <laughs> right just, <laughs> just a half hulk right <laughs> just like I, just the hair just the, that luxurious hair <laughs> that luxury yeah what is a uh when she's at the dinner with her family and the ones like you could have the hairstylist we could get you more like yeah. she hulk hair instead of this oh uh so it's so rude the, the, the family the scene with her family just delightful and mark lynn baker from perfect strangers i, I was love charming as her, as her dad right like from yeah. the um from the you know, just you know, the subterfuge to get her out to the garage to check in with her, which was so sweet. To the honey, before you leave, I've got a couple things I could I could use your help with. Grab the six uh, the six water bottles. Can you bring those yep. in? Can you lift the car up? We need just uh, <laughs> delightful all the way around. Yeah. Like, who wouldn't do that if you knew someone that was that strong? Like uh -huh. just, well, just be, a couple of things. Especially if it was my kid. Like if my if my daughter was that strong, I'd be like. Hey, could you just real quick just lift this up really quick? <laughs> like, I got I got to clean under the couch. Can you just lift a, you know, like in a heartbeat? Which, I, I love. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, you. I I, I love the, uh, her her family's assumed, uh, you, you know, taking it as just an assumption that well, of course, like you have all the superhero shop talk, right? Like, so Hawkeye and his arrows isn't oh that just God. dangerous? This was. And Brilliant. and then her mother handing out her phone number. Phone number. <laughs> he he's he wants to be a superhero. He's never heard of you. I gave him your number. <laughs> I, I mean, every like scene after scene, this this series is just a home run for me. Absolutely. Oh, she's killing. I her dad asking about the Hawkeye arrows is a legit question, though. Yeah. Like that is <laughs> something like dangerous just after leaving a battle, them around. He's like, <laughs> Have to go in pull. Yeah, yeah. Um, At least they're just arrows flying around. When we like when he said that, Ellen just turns to me. She's like, "Right, <laughs> right." Like I, it is a legit question. The fam was watching it this morning, and Joseph, our fifteen-year-old, says, "That's a fair question." Or no, I'm sorry, Jack, our youngest, is like, "That's a fair question." It, yeah, it's a totally, it's a totally fair question. I think it's a very reasonable question. Like, what is? Is Hawkeye walking around picking up arrows after every battle? Like, oh, here we go. Sure. With Kate Bishop behind him holding all of them. Oh you know? my God. Here, yes. hold this. Hold yeah, this. Right. <laughs> it's absolutely fantastic. I can so, see that he like he tells her it's gonna be like an internship or something like that. <laughs> just makes her go <laughs> she's like, it's oh, total dude, internship. arrows around the city. <laughs> but when she puts it on her resume, it's gonna read something like led a critical effort to preserve and recover key organizational resources <laughs> yes. post-engagement. Right? Like, I picked up the arrows. Oh, that's you very good. 
Oh, that's great. Kate Bishop, if you're listening, get that on that's your That's right, resume. get that on your <laughs> Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, so, so she gets let go, and then... So, I mean, we might as well talk about the elephant in the room. Nope. Uh, so here's the big the big Easter egg that everybody's been talking about. So while she is searching on the web for jobs, <laughs> we get two notes, one of which is, why is there a giant man sticking out of the ocean, which is obviously a direct reference to the Eternals yep. and the Celestial sticking out of the ocean. And, of course, the other one, man What's with it? metal claws gets into a bar fight. Oh my so, god, I totally missed that one. I missed both what? of those. I don't know what where, you're talking wait, about. Both of those? Yes, wait, where was What? Oh my I, god, those I, are the two biggest Easter eggs. So when she's on the web and you see her computer on the side, there's like the other stories you may like. Yeah. One of them is why is there a giant man sticking out of the ocean? And the other one is man with metal claws uh, claws gets into a bar fight. Wow. I so there's so it's there's just, Wolverine. It's not Wolverine even gonna exists. be like a world event. It's just yeah, we're just gonna slow roll them in. That's, that's why I'm saying they like, just exist. We yeah. are now at a point where these people are just there and we're They're like we just get to meet them. Just, well yeah, e- even Wolverine's you know, been kicking around for years being like, yeah, asshole, I've been walking around for years. What have you right. been doing? Yeah. That's right. I was there before we had photo idea it was a whole lot easier right. to be 200 years old uh, <laughs> right, right but even like low key the um ah, damn it I just had it and it's gone uh, uh no so i just imagine uh wolverine was still with alpha flight like oh, off in canada yeah. in the middle of canada that's why he couldn't help with new york or anything like that have so. you guys read the f- and i think it's he's got at least the first i could look it up probably at least maybe first couple dozen issues john burns reboot of alpha flight in the 80s or not even a reboot, oh. really like fleshing out the team. You guys well, read? If it was in the eighties, I might have read That's because it. I did read the Alpha Flight comics. That yeah. would be the only time period where I read them, so it would probably <laughs> so yeah. so good, so good. I have tried to find like a collected trade paperback of his, and and uh, and you know, I did a little digging and came up short. So, but oh. it, again, John Byrne, you know, She Hulk, you know, sensational She Hulk. This, yeah. Yeah, if you're if any of your li- any of our listeners, you know, are curious about going back to source materials, you will not go wrong with any John Byrne stuff, including his DC work. I mean, I think you know him rebooting oh. Superman, you know, yeah. Man of Steel was just amazing. So, so I would be totally, completely comfortable with Marvel introducing Wolverine via Alpha Flight into the MCU rather than via mm-hmm. the X Men yeah. or a solo story or anything like that. Because honestly, in the little bit that I know about Alpha Flight, like nobody quite gets Wolverine better than they do. Like I feel like yeah. no, like no team that he's a part of has been able to like actually be like a match for him on the team as Sasquatch and Puck. And <laughs> all yeah, of them. you know, there's a precedent for that. So Captain America's existence is not a secret in World War II. We mm-hmm. know that in Black Widow, Red Guardian. Was the yeah. Soviet Union's response to "We need our own"? Yeah. So they we could totally just reveal like Canada has been working quietly yep. in the decades since World War II. Yep. You know, yep. Canada, an ally of the United States in World War II, they had a little exposure to what was happening there, and yeah, we needed we knew we needed our own program to protect our interests, and mm-hmm. you know, we didn't create Wolverine, but we found him in the in the you know great uh, in, the, in the, woods the northwest there, yeah, and uh, there so, you go. So here's my question about Wolverine, and then we'll get back to She-Hulk. Are they going to make his bones adamantium or vibranium? Oh. 
So because we, I mean, we haven't yeah. had adamantium for obvious reasons, yeah. right? For for legal reasons, but right. vibranium has been the metal that has driven most of the MCU. I mean, it's the big driving force in Black Panther. Yep. It's going to be the driving force again in Wakanda Forever. It it's, was the driving force in Captain America. I say it's Cap Shield. Yeah, <laughs> Iron Man brings it up, brings up the whole idea of vibranium. So is he going to be vibranium instead of adamantium? And you know. In the source materials, Cap's shield is a mixture of adamantium, vibranium, and some other substance that, almost like the super soldier serum, its creation yeah. dies. The, I think the creator dies in a similar way, like with Professor um, Reinstein. Uh, so now I'm I'm connecting. So the third story on the uh, on that page is scientists discover another element. So there's adamantium. adamantium. There you go. Yep. Son so of a bitch. Yep. That's adamantium is what they discovered. Wolverine already has it. Already has it. Sure. Because now it's leaked out into the world because of Weapon X. Holy shit. And we know that Deadpool was part of the Weapon X project it, in it, Deadpool 1. It, sure. Have they it's the Weapon X project. laid pathways for multiple yeah. stories? Absolutely. Yeah, that's perfect. That's really good. Dang. All right. Well, she okay. So, so back to there's just you could get so deep into that. So so back to Sheila. So she's looking for jobs. You know, she keeps getting turned down. Now, uh, you know, obviously there's there's the we could go the full on PR reason of like nobody wants you know the publicity that comes with She Hulk because you're gonna get you're gonna get a, a jury sway right because everyone's gonna be like, well, no, the jury's impartial, just like what happened that got her fired. No, the jury's impartial because she's a literal superhero. Like, you, uh, of course, we can believe everything she says. Yeah, sure, that right. would be she's prejudicial. A she's sure. a good person, you know. Like, it, it leads that. But then there's also the whole implication of like, you know, even though we do get a, a female sounding birth uh, or female sounding voice in the the montage, is that none of the guy lawyers want to hire her because she's intimidating. She's, you know, a, a 10 foot tall, super powered, you know, bodybuilder sized, you know. You know, I think, um, I know that there's, you know, piercing the veil a little bit. I know that there's a weekend coming up um, where Casey and I are both unavailable due to my son's wedding. Um, yeah, yeah. And not that you need to wait for that, but I was thinking as we were watching this, I feel like the the female perspective is so well represented. Well, my perception is that the female yeah. perspective is really well represented here. I would love to hear anyone from our, you know, night shift family, yeah. you know, with a female perspective that might speak to, um, you know, just navigating all that. I, I thought even, even her response to getting the job offer and then learning that, they only want her because she's a superhero. Right. I, I wonder, does that resonate with women with the idea of like tokenism or kind of any of those concepts? 100%. So, yeah. yeah, I can see that. Yeah, that would be, yeah, that's that's an interesting perspective would definitely have to uh, try to find. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, she gets hired at this place, which I think is really interesting because it's what, GFK and H? GLKH. GLK and H, but did you notice their logo is GLK slash H, which is the same as the She-Hulk logo? It's yeah. the she oh, slash. Yeah, it's it. the exact same uh, logo, like, nice. basically. And I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, so she does get hired specifically because she's a superhero. You know, he even says to her, like, you know, while you're in this office and while you're in court, I it is expected that you are She-Hulked. Right. Uh, you are She-Hulked up. Like, you can't be... 
you can't be you. You've got to be, you know, She-Hulk. Yep. Luckily, um, she has you know. bought a, a bunch of suits that don't fit Jennifer very well. <laughs> she, even said, she was like, I got to buy a whole new wardrobe for this. But I love that. And, you know, Bruce gave her the heads up. Spandex is your friend. But yep. I love that as She-Hulk, the suit is actually so form-fitting that you see her, like, adjust the the, 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 keeps, the coat, yep. right, to cl- the clothes off the cleavage. Um, but then as Jennifer, it's almost baggy. I yep. was like, well, that makes yep. a lot of sense. I, I thought little tiny bits that just were like those nice finishing touches, right? You know who um, she reminds me of as Jennifer, like in like courtroom attire? Michael, do you remember when we covered the Puppet Masters? Uh, Robert Heinlein's The yeah. Puppet Masters, one of my... She reminds me of, and I, I am drawing a blank oh. on the, the character's name, but she reminds me of the... the. Uh, she, she was also in the movie with Michael J. Fox where he's the doctor in the yeah. small town. Uh, Doc Hollywood. Yeah. Doc Hollywood, yeah. yes. I like, yes. I I like that actress. Because, like, you yeah. know, the, the Puppet Masters was released in, the, like, the late 90s or something like that, and so, like, everyone's in, like, baggy, ill-fitting suits, and, like, she's got that short, right. curly hair, and I'm like, she, that's, and, like, the, that's the, who the she's been reminding me of. Like, was popular. I yeah. keep making Julie the, the reference. Thank you. Julie Warner. Yep. Yeah. I keep making the reference to Dirty Dancing, but it's really Julie Warner that she reminds me of. <laughs> right. Oh my God. That is totally, you're right. Yes. I, yes. Yep. hundred percent. totally see it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, uh, so she gets her fancy new job. Yeah. Go ahead. N- well, I just want to, you know, a little aside. So I love that, again, the world is progressing as the world would. Superheroes exist. So, of course, superhero law is going to be an endeavor that some law firms will move into. Read a book a couple years ago that is, I'm not a lawyer. It is incredibly accessible, entertaining, and really well done. It's called The Law of Superheroes. It was published in 2012. Okay. Okay. James Daly and Ryan Davidson, who are both actual lawyers. And they break down, I mean, it's, it's not a small book, but they break down what would the law look like with superheroes really in an entertaining and informative way? Highly recommend it. You can get it on Amazon uh, or, you know, anywhere you get your books. But uh, I, I, I'm watching this going, yes, of course, this makes perfect sense. Of course, this is something the world has to grapple with now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it reminds me of that show, uh, Powerless, where it was the, the agency insurance that company. created. Yeah, yep. it was an insurance company for superheroes. And it, that one existed in the DC universe. Though. Yes. Um, but I think that's another like, yeah, think of how many businesses spawned. I mean, if we have Titania, who is a superpowered influencer, we know that she's not that unique. We know, you know, as Caleb is saying, like, they're just people are just in this world now. Like, they're just we're just there. They're just going to they're just always existed. So, like, there's got to be so many separate businesses, like small businesses that cater to the idea of superhero or superhero fandom. Oh, yeah. I mean, we know like Ant-Man mm-hmm. uh, coming up in Ant-Man Quantumania. Like, he he has a book. He has a crossword puzzle this merchandise. I was Ed not aware of that. I oh, cannot. He, yeah. Oh, so the I whole plot wait. is like he wrote a book. Uh, about being Ant-Man oh. and like he he has like t- he's just like merching out completely on the idea of love being it. Ant-Man like I trying to capitalize it. on it as much as possible mm-hmm. um, which is very uh, uh, Scott that's very that on is very brand. Ant-Man. it's on brand yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's on extremely yeah uh, so I think that's going to be really exciting but yeah there's this is a whole industry out there for it you, you know how you know that uh, or another little bit that t- just fully grounds that this is a real world that makes sense. Um, Anyone who's ever worked in an office knows exactly what the most valuable item in that welcome basket was. 
the map to, to the good pooping bathroom. <laughs> yeah, but- <laughs> if you've worked in an office, you have mapped out, nope, don't go there. That's good for quick trips. But if you need to sit oh, yeah. down, you're not picking that one. I, yeah. I watched that laughing my ass off. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, Thinking back to my last office gig, I was like, yep, I can tell you which one was the one to go to. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shit. When I worked in the mall, I used to have the one. I'm like, nope, don't go to the one in no. the store. You got to take your break and go out to this other one. Yeah. Because it was the one that nobody went to. That's yep. right. You had your privacy. Yeah. Oh, it was really great. For anyone that needs to know, it's the one just as you go into the new section at Destiny USA in Syracuse, New York. There's a little bathroom off to the side that's by the, the Yogi Boo whatever uh, place, that's the one to go it's to. It's super it's easy to empty. overlook. Like You don't even realize yep. that hallway's there unless you're looking for a bathroom. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. Great bathroom. It's always really good, especially during the day. Oh, super my God. Empty. That reminds me, like, my, my first actual office job, like, when I left retail, uh, there was an office, like, way down on the first floor, like, actually, technically, no, it was in the basement. So it was technically like oh, hidden wow. away. It was publicly available to anyone. Like you could walk in off the street and go to this bathroom if you knew it was there, but you sure. had to know yeah. it was there. And it was so quiet. Yeah. Oh, that's that's amazing. <laughs> so so we've got that. She's in the new job and she gets her very first case, which as we brought up in the beginning of the show, is to work on the parole of Abomination, uh, who tried to kill her her cousin. But I mean Listen, from his perspective, though, and even if you watch those those movies back, yeah, it makes sense. Like it, like his case is like you don't understand though. Yeah. Like I was told by the American government, this person is a threat. Go take them down. We're gonna make you Captain by America by any means necessary. Right. Like he is. You know, he, when you watch the movie, he's painted as a bad guy. But when you watch the series, you're like, yeah, yeah, like. He's not though. Like he, I mean, yeah, kind of, but like not really. (laughs) It's a perfect illustration of the storytelling concept that no one is the villain of their own story. Right. Mm. And from his perspective, totally valid. Like if you didn't hear that and go, Oh boy. he And I love that she twigged on, wait, the government injected you with a substance and that caused your rampage. Like, you know, there's the attorney. She was ready. She's like, I have yeah. a winning case. I hate this, yeah. but I have a winning case. And like, you can see like, she is ready. Yep. She's going to, uh, vigorously advocate for her client. Right. And mm-hmm. wherever yeah. that goes. Yeah. I thought it was great. Wherever that goes. Yeah. So I think, you know, he brings up an interesting case and then we get the very great, uh, probably the best fourth wall moment of the series so far. She's on the phone with Bruce, basically explaining him, Hey, I'm going to take this case. Like our, you know, you kind of need to be okay with it to which two things. One, uh, you know, he was like, look, I, it was a long time ago. I was a different person. Literally <laughs> to the camera and goes, ha, yeah. <laughs> I pretty much fell out of my chair laughing. I thought that was the funniest yeah. thing. Like it was just so subtle, but also like, it was like a, yeah, yeah, we know, we know. <laughs> I, I, I love that that also firmly acknowledges the incredible Hulk, 100% canon, ignore the different actor. That mm-hmm. is MCU. Th- no doubt. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Fucking yep. vindicated yeah, over here. I yeah, have been right. holding on <laughs> to that for 14 right. years saying, I don't care how many y'all didn't like it. It's there. It counts. It exists. Yeah. Um, and I want to fully acknowledge I was wrong last week. 
I was worried that we were only going to get Ruffalo in the first episode. Oh, yeah. We get him one and done. <laughs> um, we got well, him. We got him in. But we might get two and done because I don't think he's going to be in cell he's, phone range. He's uh, coming back three. and he's going to come back in episode six uh, to be like, this is my son. And <laughs> so the thing is, <laughs> this is what's happening. Uh, oh, my Ruffalo, God. He totally could have fathered a kid when he, he was on Sakaar. He fathered a kid in Sakaar. 100%. That's why he's going to Sakaar. We know he's that. he's got to go pick up his kid. Like Cap, Hulk was clearly fucking on Sakaar, oh, right? Hulk like, I mean, was that 100%. Was, yeah, but, yeah. Hell yeah, Hulk was. Ruffalo's a little busy currently uh, on a project called Mickey 7, which if you look at the the MDB profile, they're like, plot under wraps. I'm like, my, my, my dudes, that's a book. Like, you can go find the book plot. <laughs> right. uh, but it's Ruffalo, Pattinson, Stephen Ewan, Tony Collette, Naomi Ackle. Uh, Damn. <laughs> yes. Just like that's this absolutely stacked cast on this book that has a very similar plot to... Uh, uh, Fight specifically, if you read it, you would think, oh, that's an exo. Because it's the, oh. a, a, this person who's considered expendable, and every time they come back, they just tack a new number to the end of their name. So the character's name is Mickey Seven. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's an exo. So for those of you uh, nerds out there, that's from the game uh, Destiny. Uh, and every time the exos, which they're basically robots with human consciousness, yeah. every time they die, they erase their memories and just add up another number at the end of their name. So, like, as for those of you who remember, Cade 6. Mm-hmm was the sixth iteration of Cade uh, from that. Oh, so, oh my God. Yeah, he's, he's busy filming that, so I got to imagine they, they had to find some reason for him to be uh, not, not around in the show. In the show. And yeah, what, well, I mean, what the show better way filmed. than I got to go pick up my but son on Sakaar? Uh, so I'm looking, so, you know, I'm a science fiction geek. The Mickey 7 was under my radar, not aware of it until he just shared it, so I'm mm-hmm. looking at this now. The movie being directed by um, Boone... Boon, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Bong Joon Hu. Yeah. Oh, he Parasite, yep. Snowpiercer. Yep. Uh, uh, what was, didn't he also do, what's the other? Yeah, one? there's another one that he did after Snowpiercer before Parasite, and I forgot what it was. Um, Okja. I mean, yeah, Okja. Oh, he was also, oh, yeah, Okja, yeah. I, I feel like he, he really kind of broke out, at least in the American scene in 2006, with The Host. Yes. Yeah, I right. love the host. That's a great movie. So, yeah, like, yeah I mean, movie. like big names attached to this. So, like, I am suddenly excited for something I didn't know existed more than like half an hour ago. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. Always, a, always a great way to be. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Hulk is now off world. So she is off to basically, you know, defend this case. Uh, and then, you know, so that's that's kind of the show. And then at the very end uh, of the show, you know, she was she calls the boss. She's like, OK, I am going to defend the case. Like, let's go. And he's like, great. Turn on the news. Yeah. And in the news, we get the abomination was filmed, uh, you know, out of his prison cell in an apparent underground fight club, which is the scene we see him fighting Wong in uh, Shaanxi. So. Now we have a generalized timeline that this is that this is taking place here, which so she's in L.A. and that's taking place in San Francisco. Shang- but I don't think the Fight Club was in San Francisco. No, 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 no that was in San Francisco. That was that was in was it? Mm, it wasn't magic. It began with an M. No, it was, no, it's it's in it's in uh, California, wherever. No, 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 no. Um, no it's it was it, in China. Uh, was it in? Hmm. I thought it began with an M. Well, Madripoor is the, is well, the fictional city that that Wolverine runs. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which no, we which we got in real place. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We got yeah. Madripoor. 
Yeah, no, it is a real place. I just don't remember what the the name of it is. But e- either way, so so we know that he's basically going off with uh, with Wong to do these yeah. underground fight clubs. Uh, I'm sorry uh, to that- conspire, throw the fight, and clean up on the betting. Right? I love <laughs> that little bit in right. Shang Chi. Right? Like, no, 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 they're not above making a profit. No. Uh, so. Right. Hey, Sorcerer Supreme only makes so much money. That's right. Really right. The pay is surprisingly low. It's more prestige than anything else. That's right. <laughs> right. Right. Oh man. Yeah. So so that is the end of episode of episode two, which I think is uh, fantastic. I think they did such a really good job. The humor with this, Macau. I think, was just Macau. Macau. That's what it was. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I am yep. going to find it. Yeah. God damn it. I saw you. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I know that. I, I I remember. I was like, no, no, no. It's a real place, but I couldn't think of where it was. But yeah, so he's going off to, well, I mean, you know, Wong is going in and cleaning up. I want to know, I hope that we learn in episode three how Wong and Abomination even meet. Like, how does that whole thing yeah. even happen? Because he's it, been in prison. He, Wong's it, been exactly, yeah. Sorcerer Supreming. So like, how did they What's meet? What's the link? Yeah, like, I, I'm online not a, chat room? Or? I'm not aware of any link. In the like sure. source material that would explain that, so I'm I'm curious to see what that looks like. Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll find out because there's that's definitely a a even when I saw them in Shang Chi, I was like, how the hell do they know each other? Like that is a right because I didn't I didn't know he was in prison, right? You know, I didn't think he was in prison. I thought he was just you know, rampaging out and yeah. about in the world or somewhere. So um, uh, a couple of unanswered questions that I have at this point. Is, so you you mentioned Michael that um, she's in in L.A. That's where, like, she's been practicing mm-hmm. law. Um, but she, one, has to interact with Daredevil at some point, who has been operating thus far entirely out of New York. So, like, will we find She-Hulk going to New York, or will Daredevil leave? Uh, and if She-Hulk stays in L.A., my friends, does that set up Kate Bishop's uh, private detective agency? Oh, shit. Because well, in the comics, I mean, she Kate moves Bishop's to L.A. To, yeah, she she moves LA to start her, her private detective agency. That's the Kate Bishop Hawkeye run that I started with that I love so much because she goes there and then gets into hijinks with Madame Mask. So Could, I and, hope Kate Bishop comes back in, in this series or another one. So, I mean, like, I'm assuming Echo, but, like, I hope she comes back. I love her oh, so much. Oh, she's got to, right? Like, she's got yeah. to. Uh, yeah. could, could that also set up? If, so if Kate Bishop goes the private detective route, which we got a hint of, right? Like her family business is security. Yeah. Could yeah. that be a pathway for Jessica Jones to... Uh, God, I hope. Yes. Well, Jessica Jones, is, I mean, she was also in New York, but that would also sure. be great but to But the whole, I mean, the, the, the industry perspective, right? Oh, like right, as right. a private detective, super powered private detective. Yeah. 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 I mean, that was Jessica Jones, you know, super, super strong. I mean, it feels like that's the direction we're going, but, like, we don't know which elements they're going to pull from or which ones they're going to keep in their own. Yeah. You know, like, we know Kate Bishop, we know that Hawkeye and Kate Bishop exist, right? Because we've name-dropped Hawkeye. But they may just kind of stay in New York. Matt Murdock may just come to L.A. because he's defending a superhero. Maybe they're prosecuting against a superhero or something, and he's Mm. defending one. I mean, obviously, they're both lawyers. Maybe he's consulting on... The case, right? Yeah. Uh, Maybe he's a New York counsel because all the damage happened in Harlem. Maybe she wants an attorney in New York to partner with 
because oh, that makes perfect sense, right? Yeah. Like, I, I, there's a, so yeah. many ways this. Or he's go. like he's standing. He's on behalf of New York, uh, the, opposing the, 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 he's the parole. Yeah, versus, sure, sure, sure. Uh, the defense, interesting. Uh, we don't have time for it uh, now, but there was uh, there. There's another question that I uh, I had. Um, I've lost it now. Oh, my my question is, and we don't have time for it today. But my question is, because Matt Murdock specifically defended Peter Parker as Spider-Man, what part does he remember defending? Because he defended both. So does he only remember defending Spider-Man, but does he or does he remember defending Peter or does he just doesn't remember doing it at all? But the news was all over the place that Matt Murdock was defending Spider-Man. So what does he remember? What does he remember? And like I said, we don't have time for that. How but. do archival records account for the fact that nobody remembers that? Yeah, sure. Yeah, like, we look at this like, get, like, that can't be right, right? You're looking like, at the piece of paper. payment from a May Parker? What What, what was that? that? Why did I get a payment from May Parker? What, <laughs> what was that? Or was that erased? Yeah. Oh, um, man. Y- you know, one last closing thought for Jennifer. Yeah. Um, you know, a breadcrumb that's dropped in episode one, and I want to give credit to my Super Pod Hero Cast partner Casey Ryan for pointing yeah. this out today. Uh, as Jennifer's scrolling, and I thought this is where you were going with the news articles. When she's on her phone, what is the wallpaper for her phone? Yes, America's, America's ass. ass. <laughs> Jennifer Walters is, is an ass man. That's hell right. yeah! I think that's amazing, and I just <laughs> I love that. That was another little subtle Easter egg that I think was just absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Agree. Uh, So there you have it, everyone. Thanks a lot for joining us for this episode. We're going to be back again next Thursday to talk about episode three. Um, But until then, this coming Sunday, we have a brand new episode. We're doing a little sexy September uh, this this month. So our (laughs) first episode for September is going to be the movie, wait for it. Oh, my God. Nude Nuns with Big Guns. And this is a real movie that exists. How do you find these movies? <laughs> Todd, we've been doing this a long time. Yeah, <laughs> clearly. Oh, time. my God. I am so excited. I have I have actually watched this. Surprise, I have actually watched this movie before. No, not it a surprise a wild, at all. It is a wild, wild movie. <laughs> it is a wild movie, and I'm really excited to talk about it because it is just as crazy as the title suggests it is. So, you know, as usual, if you have not hit subscribe on YouTube here, make sure to do that brand new uh, bonus episodes every Thursday. And of course, make sure to subscribe on your podcast player of choice so you'll get notified when brand new episodes drop every Thursday and Sunday. And of course, as always, make sure to share with 100,000 of your closest friends. And if it helps, text them a picture of Captain America's ass. There you go. Yeah, with with part of the thing. So, Todd, thank you very much yes. for joining us. Of course, Todd from the SuperPod HeroCast. Uh, make sure you guys are subscribing over there. There is a link down below in the we, show notes. You know, we just, re- last night, we recorded our season six opener. So for Woo! us, episode 101. So that'll drop uh, in a couple weeks here. But uh, check us out. I'm excited for this season of uh, SuperPod HeroCast. Hell yeah. excited. You got a lot of great movies still in Thor's helmets. And some shitty ones. So yeah, all that. (laughs) It is what it is. We did it to ourselves. It's true. I mean, yeah. 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 It is. It is how it be. All right. Thanks a lot for joining us, everyone. And we will see you next time. Hello, I'm M. And I'm Eyes. And welcome to our brand new podcast, Tipples and Tolkien. Let us be your guides as we return to Middle-earth this fall with the premiere of the new Amazon show, Rings of Power. We'll discuss episodes with you, tell tales of old, and even bring you a brand new tipple recipe every week to enjoy. You can find us on all major podcast platforms, as well as Twitter, 
which is at Tipples Tolkien. That is T-I-P-P-L-E-S-T-O-L-K-I-E-N. And Instagram, at Tipples and Tolkien. So cozy up, pour yourself a drink, and come on a journey with us this fall on Tipples and Tolkien.